Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Rundown, where we talk about 2A news and conservative views. I will be your host today, Craig Deleuze, coming at you from the West Coast, the Left Coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. But as we all know, I do not do this program by myself. That's right. My name is Mike Piorski, coming to you live from the East Coast. That's the coast with the most from the co-host with the most here on The Rundown, 2A views, conservative news. Craig, how was your weekend? It was actually quite the phenomenal weekend. Uh, got a lot of stuff done. Got the, got some honeydews done around the house. Went to uh, my godson's birthday party and uh, relax. Good day at church. Good day. Got a chance to go see my grandson in the hospital and all is well. Very good. Very good. I uh, Nothing good must have happened or nothing spectacular because I really have no recollection of the weekend. And that's not <laughs> because there was any alcohol all involved. I just... It was unremarkable. How about that? Well, there you go. Sometimes unremarkable is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 uh, I could agree with that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, unremarkable can sometimes be very, very good, especially when you're you you're used to it being remarkable. Yes, yes, yes. And this was not remarkable. Not remarkable, although. We had a turn back in the weather. It's like it's, we started getting like this really nice, like springy, not quite summerish weather. And then we went right back into it was raining, not quite storming, but it was cooler. Um, I'm like, like, really, is, is this how we're going to do this for the weekend? But you know, so on top of being like 50 degree, 50 some odd degrees, mid 50s and drizzling on all day on Saturday, the following Saturday, this upcoming Saturday, it's going to be like in the 90s and sunny. So there you go. You had the, the pre-mudslide weather followed by the uh, storm, the fire firestorms. So, exactly. Gotcha. That's how it's going to work. Gotcha. The brownout. There you go. Get We're going straight into tonight. brownout weather. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get started, let's go ahead and give a quick shout out to our sponsors. Yes, let's say hello to our good friends over at Hitman Industries. That's hitmanindustries.net, hitmanindustries.net. You got yourself an AR in the past five years. Odds are you probably got one of their barrels, don't even know it. Well, now you could buy from them direct for your next AR build or rebarrel your current AR platform. That's hitmanindustries.net. California Republican Assembly fighting the good fight behind enemy lines. Now you could take part in California's future today. Hog holsters, if you want yourself some of the best tactical concealed holsters on the market, go to hawgholsters.com. That's hogholsters.com. Use the discount code, the rundown, all one word, no spaces, all caps. And if you're going to go hiking, hunting, walking around out in the woods, check out our friends at uscombatgear.com for the best in tactical field gear. That's right. These are our sponsors. They bring us to you so that we can bring you to them. So do us a favor, do them, a fa do yourself a favor, go ahead and visit them. All you got to do is follow the links in the description to this program. Check them out. If you like what you see, spend some money with them and make sure that you tell them it was the guys over at the rundown that sent you. Also want to make sure that uh, you're letting your friends know that this is the place to be every Monday through Friday, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, talking about news and commentary and, uh, and having a good time, quite frankly. Uh, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts if you want to listen to the audio version of the program. Or you can watch us on YouTube, Facebook, uh, OpsLens, Spotify, wherever you get your video podcasts. We don't care really how you partake. We just care 
that you partake. So make sure, tell your friends, and enjoy. Good stuff. And with that, we're going to go ahead and get into today's news stories. If you've been following over the weekend, there were actually a couple of incidents that occurred down in uh, down in Texas. Uh, one was a shooting, a, a mass casualty event involving fire, a firearm, an individual with a firearm. The other was an incident with an individual running his car into a bunch of people. Now, the media narrative is that, uh, well, these are all being inspired by white supremacists. Uh, and uh, they are just all the reason why they continue to happen is because, well, Republicans, uh, well, they hate children at least according to them, their belief is, is that, or at least what they try to push is Republicans hate children. So therefore all of these events are taking place. And uh, here is one individual, Mr. Joe Scarborough and uh, his perspective on what occurred over the weekend. Surprised that we have migrants being run over since with this sort of lack of leadership, this sort of cynicism, this sort of hatred in Texas. Is it any surprise that we have migrants on Sunday morning, some of them probably going to church, getting run over uh, while they're waiting for a bus, or that we have a neo-Nazi sympathizers, uh, possible white supremacists going to, to malls to gun down other people. I mean, this is, there is a sickness in the state of Texas, and that sickness starts at the very top with Greg Abbott, who refused. So he's going on to talk about how they refuse to do anything relating to firearms there in Texas. Because, you know, living in California, where we have all the gun laws that everyone wants, everyone else in the States would love to have. Uh, but yet we still have mass shootings here in California. But nonetheless, you have folks like, uh, well, this guy here, Mr. Roland Martin, uh, who's decided to come out and say, well, if we're going to get rid of any of these shootings, well, I guess we need to just take out or wipe out all Republicans. How do we break this this cycle? I mean, every I mean, it's not like every two weeks, my friend. It's like every other day we're having these stories now about mass shootings. The only way to change any of this is to completely wipe out the Republican Party. Somebody has to say it. Greg Abbott, the governor, is sick and demented. He has literally done nothing. Lieutenant Governor Dan... See that now, if I want you to imagine this, I want you to imagine Tucker Carlson being interviewed on a news show and him coming up and saying, the only way to end this is to wipe out all Democrats. Now, tell me that the front page of every single news website wouldn't be Republican declares we need to kill all, all Democrats. Oh, of course it would be, you know, they, they would immediately go after him because, you know, that's, that's, that's not their agenda. You know, they, they've, they've got this guy who says something, uh, uh, you know, so controversial uh, and he's, and he's, and he's a conservative. Oh my God, we have to crucify him. We have to, we have to destroy his reputation and everything that he's ever stood next to, uh, you know, meanwhile, you know, liberal gets to come out and, you know, say it and there's no, there's no penalty for it. Listen, we, we, we how many years we got to watch this now. We saw, you know, Kathy Griffith holding a, a, a you know a, a, a fake head of Donald Trump with blood coming from the severed you know severed uh, neck, uh, but that's okay. That's just art, you know, or you know any any reason they come up with why they're allowed to do that. But if if you're on the right and make one comment 
that they find even a, a hair bit, you know, out of line, eh, that's the end of your career. Well, you know, the funny part about this is, Mike, is like, so when he was talking about, when Joe Scarborough was talking about the hatred that exists, and, and I will say one thing, and I don't know what Greg Abbott was thinking when he did his tweet about what occurred in, uh, about the, the shoot. There was one shooting that occurred where uh, the individuals, where the, 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 the guy basically, guy from one family, guy goes over to the neighbor and says, hey, could you not shoot your guns late at night be, or in, in the evening because I have a, a one-month-old that's trying to sleep. Well, the guy comes over, shoots and kills almost the entire family or at least could shoot right. five different people in the, in the family. Now, yeah. in, for some reason, Greg Abbott decided to mention in his tweet that the family or the people who were killed were illegal immigrants. While at the same time, not mentioning at all, and it's interesting that Joe Scarborough didn't include this in his little screed, the guy who shot them was an illegal immigrant. Not only was he an illegal immigrant, he had already been deported like four or five times and kept coming back. So how does someone who, number one, is in the country illegally, number two, uh, uh, been deported four or five times, then also is now in possession of uh, of what uh, of a firearm that we know because he's not in the country illegally. We know that he illegally had possession of. Anyway, so there was that. Then there was the fact that when we talk about the, the supposed Nazi, yeah, the supposed Nazi that shot up the mall, uh, the one or the one they say was inspired or could have been inspired by white supremacist posts. Yeah, he was Latino. And then from what I understand, the guy who drove the car, the one who ran into the, 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 the immigrants waiting at the bus stop. Yeah, I, I understand he was Latino as well. So in this case, you have all three mass casualty events involving Latinos, but somehow it's Republicans and white supremacy that is the problem in Texas. Now, I'm, by the way, I'm not putting any particular thing on, oh, well, they're Latinos and they're causing problems. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is that the narrative that guys like Joe Scarborough are trying to push are flat out false. The, the, the people involved don't fit the narrative that they're trying to push. Yeah, exactly right. And listen, law enforcement is completely overwhelmed down there because, you know, you've got populations double and tripling, you know, in, in border towns. And as you come northern, north through Texas, you know, it's just continuing to overflow. And, you know, they don't even have the, uh, you know, the, the, the manpower available for, uh, you know, preventive, uh, you know, law enforcement. It's all just reactionary at this point. Um, you know, and, and, and I know it's not all Latinos that are causing this, but when you start putting doubling and tripling the amount of people in one place, you're going to start getting, you know, more conflict, you know, no matter, no matter what it be, whether it be shooting in your yard or, you know, walking on the streets, whatever, whatever it happens to be. Uh, and uh, I, my personal belief, I know they said this, this comes from the top, that the reason this is happening comes from the top of Texas. Uh, I, I think this comes from the south, the bottom of Texas, right along the border. Well, it, it comes from the top, but the top would be in Washington, D.C. And, and the very fact that you have a, a, a president, you have a director of Homeland Security that refuses to accept the fact that our border is out of control, that we do not have operational control of our border, who sends people down there to work at the border not for the purpose of protecting and defending our border, but for processing those who are illegally entering the country. Uh, if a nation does not have a border, it is not a nation, period. 
if we do not have a way in which to control and determine who gets to come in and go out gets who gets to come into our country we're not a nation we're not we're just not um and it is creating a burden not just on mostly right now on border on border towns and border counties but it's creating a burden on the entire country because once they're processed, they're able to go anywhere in the country they want. And the places that in particular are bearing the burden after they leave the border, well, it's blue states and blue cities in those states uh, that have deemed themselves to be sanctuary cities uh, who have offered benefits to people who have entered the country illegally. And what they're realizing now is they don't have the resources to deal with all of them. Well, Maybe you should have thought about that before you decided you were going to pass these policies declaring yourself to be a sanctuary for those who entered the country illegally. Well, it was great to say it before when nobody was showing up on your doorstep. And now that they're showing up on the doorstep, uh, they can't do it anymore. You know, a la Martha's Vineyard. Right. Well, folks, policies have consequences. They do. Yep. You can't, you don't just get to blanket say something and then be surprised when you are held to account for it. And that's yep. what that's yeah. what we have going on going on here. Uh, but, you know, the media is going to continue to do what they're doing, which basically means the media is going to continue to lie, much like they're doing when it comes to, uh, well, health care for uh, for transgendered youth. You guys have seen the stories right and left. They keep talking about how state after state and it started with or Florida is one of them. But it keeps talking about how they have come out against the idea of providing healthcare to minors or to in this case to trans minors now i'm sorry but and i agree with ron DeSantis on this ron DeSantis has come out and he's basically i appreciate the fact that he is actually out there standing his ground and he's saying look it is not healthcare to cut off the private parts of a child right that's and but that's what we're talking about here we're talking about either mastectomies which are cutting off the breasts of we're talking about castration which is cutting off the uh the 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 penis and testicles or chemical castration which is uh what we basically do to sex offenders but now we're giving it to children in the guise of gender affirming care uh and we're giving them medication mike that that has been known to prove proven to cause sterility that has been known to cause uh, osteoporosis, as well as a number of other issues. By the way, we don't even know what the long-term effects of doing this to prepubescent minors. We don't even know what the long-term effects are. And all he is saying is, all Ron DeSantis and all these states that are, are, are restricting this care are saying, yeah, we should not be experimenting on minors like this. Yeah, Captain Florida again, right? Uh, you know, showing up and saying, no, no, no. We're not doing this. This is not something we're taking part in here. Uh, you know, it's it's unproven science, right? It's not just something that, uh, uh, you know, has been around for 100 years. We know exactly what's going to happen. Here's new stuff, and they're trying to do it to children, force it on our minors, bring it to them in their schools without their parents' consent. Not in Florida, buddy. Governor DeSantis, President, uh, President uh, uh, Captain Florida here, has said uh, not going to happen here. You know what's funny is, and, I, and I've done this, whether it's talking about the books or I'm talking about this stuff. Whenever I get a chance to actually conversate with folks on the other side of the aisle with Democrats, I, almost to a person, they 100% agree with me on this. They're like, okay, yeah, that doesn't make sense. They're, they're not hearing what you and I are talking about. Now, 
I, once again, they're what they're hearing is, oh, well, they want to ban, they want to ban books. In, in no, they're not banning books. They're saying that certain books sh that include pornography should not be made available at our children's schools. And they're like, well, but that's not pornography. And then I share the link with them to the pages of the book. All you got to do is go look at the book, Gender Queer, look it up, look for the photos, and you will see it is pornography, right? <laughs> it is, I'm sorry, it is. It should not be available to our kids in our, in our kids' schools. I'm sorry, it's not. When I did the show on it, I made sure not to include the images because I was like, I just, I know we'll get flagged by YouTube. And I, we can't afford That's to right. get flagged. I know we'll get flagged. So if I'm worried about getting flagged on YouTube for it, don't don't you think that maybe it shouldn't be in our kids' schools? Yeah, I think so. But you know what? Uh, we care. It's it's not all about hate for us. You know, we, we actually uh, actually care about uh, what our what our students' future looks like. Right. And you know what? If you if that's the sort of book that you want for your children, then. You get it and you let your child read it, right? But then, yeah. but when it comes to doing something that will permanently alter their, their body, I mean, come on, you cannot tell me that you start pumping a prepubescent teen with a bunch of drugs that are that is meant to stop their, their maturity. You, I'd like to see the science that says that that is safe because we already know that the long-term use, based on what we've seen medically with sex offenders, we already know that it causes problems. So what? how much more dangerous is it to children? Because we also, by the way, we do know it causes sterility. Not always, but a lot of the time. So what happens yeah. if a young person decides, you know what, I, maybe I do want to be a parent? Well, you've kind of given that away. Uh, how are you going to explain that to them when they are in their 20s and 30s uh, and decide, you know, maybe I wasn't quite as confused about my gender uh, as or maybe I wasn't didn't believe that I was supposed to transition to the other gender. Hey, by the way, yeah. great movie. You got to see it. What is a woman? Uh, reveals a, it talks a lot about a lot of this stuff. It's a by uh, 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 was it Matt Walsh? Uh, but great, great documentary if you get a chance to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so Ron DeSantis, hats off to you, my friend. Hats off to you. All right, moving on to our next story. Bryden by bribery uh, allegations date back to 2018. Now, let me go ahead and read this article here from Breitbart for you. It says, bribery allegations were brought to the Justice Department by a whistleblower in 2018 against President uh, Joe Biden, but the allegations were ignored. A former federal prosecutor revealed Sunday. The 2018 whistleblower is a separate case from Wednesday's allegations made by Public House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer, uh, who subpoenaed the FBI for the base records on the whistleblower's claims alleging a criminal scheme involving then Vice President Joe Biden. The second allegation of bribery against Joe Biden involves Hunter Biden's board membership in Burisma, a Ukrainian energy company, the New York Post reported, I'll read this, Bud Cummins, a former federal prosecutor, first reported the bribery allegations to the New York Post, uh, to, uh, or to then New York U.S. Attorney 
new U.S. attorney Jeff Berman on October 4th, 2018, in an email claiming he had evidence that Joe Biden had exercised influence to protect his son's Ukrainian employer in exchange for payments to Hunter Biden, Devin Archer, and Joe Biden. Now, are we surprised that then Vice President Joe Biden, uh, well, are we, are we really surprised that he went out of his way or that he may have gone out of his way and used his influence to protect his son and his son's employers? You know, first, Craig, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that this has popped back up. I thought, uh, you know, the, the Hunter Biden link to the Ukraine was dead, especially after the, uh, the Ukraine-Russian conflict started over a year ago. I, I thought for sure this was over with. Uh, you and I, you know, will... We'll, we'll poke and jab at it every once in a while, his link to it, but it doesn't seem to pop up. Um, you know, it's it's the, the allegations are, are, are back. Greg, but how, how far do you think they're going to get? Do you think this is really going to get anywhere? I think this is just one of those things where it, it must have been a, a slow news cycle, or maybe there was some news on the laptop and they decided to bring this back up instead. Well, I think they're bringing it back up because they're trying to say that, look, so much of this stuff that we know is happening, what, what's happening is, is the Biden laptop, as as more and more people are tying things together, you're starting to see that some of these allegations that were made actually have some foundation to them. Um, now, they're not just broad allegations made by general people. Uh, and by the way, it's not just Hunter Biden. I mean, here's a question I think that a lot of people have raised. How is it that someone who goes into office, I mean, he went into public office, he made Maybe I mean, he didn't make that much money while he was there. How did he, him and his family become multimillionaires uh, simply by him being a senator? Well, it came by selling access. Now, the question is, is did that access result in, in policy? And, and that's the real question. First of all, if, if it was used to buy access, then pe- the people need to know. They need to know if the seats of the power of government, if, if, it's, if it's for sale. And then number two, they also need to know is, is it affecting policy? And there used to be a time when the, uh, the, the three-lettered agency, the alphabet soup of agencies, actually existed supposedly for the idea of protecting us when individuals in leadership or individuals within our country uh, stepped out and, uh, and, and caused this sort of harm and, and endangered our way of life. Uh, now they seem to be their job seems to be to cover it up and protect them. Yeah, it's um, it's 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 you know funny to sit back and, and, and watch it, Craig. You know you you watch them, you know, just all of these allegations against them go away and just to just kind of keep hoping and praying that they come back up um, and that there's people insisting on it. Uh, you know, and, and we just gotta like we talked about the other day. What we say it's it's not conspiracy theories; it's spoiler alerts. We just got to keep reminding people that these storylines are out there and we need to go back to them and revisit them to make sure they actually get addressed. And by the way, I'll just, I, I, this is the, here's, here's one that I'll, I'll tell you. If you want to wonder, if you want to, if you don't, if you have any question that some of this stuff just flat out just does not make sense, why is it that the detailed files and whatnot on the Kennedy assassination still are mostly classified? I want you to think about that. Here we are, what is it, what are we, like 70 years later? No, 50, 50 years later, 60 years later? And we're still wondering, 
what actually happened. Now, if it was just one guy in a book depository, you would think they'd be like, well, here's all the info. It's not necessarily evidence of anything, but I'll tell you what it is. It's evidence that there that there's something hinky going on. Anyway, that's just that's just that's just my two cents. Anyway, we'll move along to the next story. The next story we have here is uh, using the Fourteenth Amendment to uh, using the Fourteenth Amendment to solve the debt ceiling. Now, this was one that was actually put out there by. Uh, uh, I don't know who the person is. There are a number of people who are talking about the fact that, that we could possibly just use the 14th Amendment uh, in order to solve the debt ceiling problem, right? In other words, we don't need Congress to do anything. All we got to do is declare the 14th Amendment and have Biden use an executive order in order to, inc- in order to raise the debt limit. Uh, and here you have uh, uh, Janet Yellen, who is his uh, Treasury Secretary, who's like, um... She wouldn't say that it was out of line, but what she is willing to say is, yeah, that's probably going to cause a constitutional crisis. But Mike, what I don't understand is at least the House has already passed because they're, they're saying that the House needs to do their thing, that Republicans need to do their thing, right? The House has already passed a debt ceiling bill. All the Senate has to do is pass it and the president sign it and problem solved, right? Yeah, right. You would think so. You know, he's already, he's already signed it. It should be over with. You know, he, we should have had the solution to this. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see what they what they say. Uh, you know, how they're going to use the 14th Amendment. I, I'm guessing they're going to tie it to some sort of a due process clause in the 14th Amendment that everybody's in, entitled to. Uh, you know, the, the, the same the same rights. Maybe maybe that's what they're going to do. The uh, the 14th Amendment. Listen, it's not like the first couple of amendments where it's a sentence or two. The 14th Amendment's what. I think there's five sections to it, Craig, you know, and it goes on for, you know, a thousand words or so. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see. I, I'm, I'm sure it's got to be something to do with uh, the due process uh, you know, provisions. I'm, I'm pretty sure. But what what I don't understand is and, th- and this is what kills me is it's like they're they're saying like they're saying that what the Republicans want to do is draconian and it's totally, totally out of out of out, you know, out of bounds. And I'm, I mean, all they're saying is, OK. We're going to roll spending back to 2022 levels, which, by the way, you and I both know were really high, right? Yes. Yeah. So we're going to step, stop things at 2022 levels and we'll allow it to increase at 1% over the next 10 years. And then if we can come to some sort of agreement, if it needs to increase more, increase less, then we'll make those, then we'll make those changes. The only other thing that they talked about that they said was, was completely and utterly draconian was they're saying, well... We're going to require able-bodied people who are capable of working, uh, who are not parents, by the way. You, so you, you, you're, you're just a non-parent, non-head of household adult who refuses to work, uh, then, uh, then we're not going to give you Medi-Cal or Medicare. I, I'm trying to figure out why is that a bad thing? Yeah, I, I would wonder the same thing, Craig. You know, I'm thinking back as far as benefits go. I know when you and I were back in high school when Ronald Reagan was president back way back when. Um, I remember doing a project and looking into it, having had you know a couple of jobs there in high school, uh, and the the unemployment levels were, uh, were 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 extended to the most they'd ever been extended to, and it was six months, right? Six mm-hmm. months, um, and uh, 
and now you could you see that go up and down. You know, obviously you had the COVID uh, interaction with that, but you know, under a under a conservative pres- presidency, you'll see uh, less benefits, more job training, and now you see the flip side again, where we are now, where it's 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 like unlimited. If you hold a job for like ninety days, you get unlimited benefits forever, and it's the same with everything else. It's the same with uh, with the with the food stamps, WICO, whatever they're, whatever they're calling them today. Uh, as long as you continue to say you need, they give you rather than proving to me that you can't have a job, you know, because if you can have a job, then you contribute towards the workforce, towards the tax base, you know, towards getting society back on its feet or you back on your feet in society. Uh, I, I don't understand the whole here's, well, I do understand, you know, here's another paycheck for you, sir. Now please vote D. Well, the, the, the odd part about their opposition is even if you're going through job training, so let's say you could get a job, but you want to get a better paying job. As long as you show evidence that you're going through some sort of job training in order to be able to get that better job, you can still get you can still get your free health care. I, I just for yeah. the life of me, I do not understand. I, you know, I, I, I just as long as we have this idea that we're going to give people something for nothing, you're going to have a small amount of people who are not going to take advantage of that. And you're also going to have an amount of people that are going to take advantage of that. And when I say take advantage, I don't mean use it as a safety net. I mean, it's going to become their hammock, right? They're not going to, yep. they're, that, this is going to be where they are going to rest. And, uh, and, you know, we cannot thrive as a society if we are not trying to provide incentives for people to go out to conquer the world, to to be successful, to to make money, to 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 better themselves, to provide for themselves or their family. If we're not providing an incentive for people to do that, there's a whole bunch of people out there. I hate to say this, that they're going to do the bare minimum in order to get the bare minimum. That's right. That's how it works. All right. Well, on that note, we are now moving on to our parting shots. Our parting shots are brought to you by Hog Holsters. Uh, if you want to get your Hog Holster, go to hogholster.com. Use the discount code The Rundown. It's all caps, no spaces, just like it is right up there. Uh, but it's all caps, no spaces. Get your Hog Holster today. All right, let's go into our first one. Uh, oh, this one I love because, well... This is pretty much, you know, where we're at right now. A lot of people don't realize that, uh, you know, they complain, complain, complain. But uh, here you've got uh, you've got a guy who looks to be drowning and he's got a T-shirt on. says anybody but Trump. Right. And then you've got Trump standing there and he's got uh, he's got a a life preserver and it says uh, Trump policies. And then you've got Biden standing there holding an anvil with a rope tied to it that says uh, that says Biden policies. And then the guy that says anybody but Trump says, President Biden, help. And Biden says, I got you. <laughs> yep, it's so true. It's so true. You know what I love? You know, it was even funnier to me and I just noticed it. Do you see the, uh, the, the, the teleprompter in the background with the little Obama logo on it? Yep. Yeah, uh, and do you see what's next to Joe Biden, you got a little little uh, little cup full of tapioca pudding. <laughs> is that and, what that uh, is? I was wondering what that was. <laughs> yeah, and then next to President uh, Trump, you've got the uh, a white dove of peace. Oh, okay. I thought that was a seagull. Okay, okay. it could also be a seagull. It, it could also, also be a seagull. It but... could also be a seagull. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
This next one was comes to us from the Young Americans for Freedom, but it's a, uh, it's watching a guy obliterate the argument uh, of of many, uh, any many abortion activists who uh, want to declare it's it's not really a child and you know woman's body, woman's choice. Check it out. You believe that the moment after the child is outside of the birth canal. Sure. that they are now endowed with human rights. Yes. Interesting. However, when they are inside of the mother, literally anything you do to them is acceptable because they're inside of the mother. Oh, no. I don't think anything is acceptable, but I think the mother should still have the choice, ultimate uh, authority over what happens to her body. But wait, there's wait, wait, a child wait, 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 inside wait, wait, of her hold body. On, hold on, hold on. What about yes. meth? In the, in the meth. Uh, like, should she be allowed to do meth? Yeah. Good question. Good question. Uh, I think if someone is doing meth while they're pregnant, that it is completely acceptable for something like, uh... <laughs> I don't know what the name of the service is in the United States. Child for, services? I guess child, CCFS child services? would be... Oh, yeah. it's her body, though. You've used my logic against me. Yeah, it's her body. If she wants to do meth, what's the big deal? Uh, the big deal is that it's, she's intentionally trying to kill a child. Congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> Well cut, well cut and put together, that's for sure, with that little clip. Definitely yeah. well cut and put together. But, you know, I have these conversations all the time with Faye. Like, I've literally gotten to the point where I was saying, look, if you believe that a child, if you believe that it's a child in the womb, then any argument that you would have would be, if I could prove, if, like, if I could prove that it's a child at six months or at six weeks or at 15, whenever I can, if I can prove that it's a child, then taking its life, any, it, it, it would be considered murder, Right. Well, you know, but, right. well, but you know, parents, parents need to be able to have the right to choose. I said, but if there's no difference between one month inside the womb and one month outside of the womb, if you can kill, take its life, w w you know, one month before it's born, then you ought to be able to take its life one month after it's born. Right. And they'll be like, well, yeah, I guess you should. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I like to, uh, I like to compare when, when having this conversation, um, to bring up prostitution uh, you know for one and uh listen being a guy right a lot of what's going on down there with women parts are confusing anyway so i really don't know so it's it's a it's a it's a it's an actual question it's um should abortion be legal and they'll say yes the, the you know the it's my party i get to do body i get to do what i want and then if you ask them about prostitution they'll say no prostitution should be illegal it exploits a woman i said well i'm just curious because I wanted to find out what part of the body down there we're allowed to regulate and what party we're not allowed to regulate. Uh, so I just, so like, like the womb, we, we can't regulate, but the, like the uterus vagina, we can, we can put laws on that. I'm just curious. I just want to know. <laughs> well, you know, and I think some of them argue with when it comes to, cause there's, there are many, there are many on the left who don't have, who would argue for the legalization of prostitution. Their issue is the, human trafficking element whether in other words whether or not it is actually the woman or in many cases the child's choice as to whether or not uh they they wish to engage in that endeavor uh but yeah the, the even the left is very split on the idea of prostitution and many especially on the feminist end are against prostitution even though they are for abortion so their their whole my body my choice argument does seem to be kind of uh hypocritical <coughs> vaccines <coughs> vaccines there you go there you go uh for those of you who do not uh recall that an icon has died uh last uh last week and uh unfortunately we had not pray paid proper homage to jerry springer so 
Mike in, in, in terms of making sure that we did that, uh, that we f fulfilled our cultural obligation uh, to pay our proper respects to Jerry Springer, uh, decided to share this meme. Mike, take it away. <laughs> it says, uh, me honoring Jerry Springer the way he would have wanted. And there's uh, Jerry's, uh, looks like viewing, or, you know, he's up on the, uh, up on the pedestal there on, at the church. And, and then the next scene is just a brawl, a brawl up on stage, a brawl. So that, that's it. That's, 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 yeah. That is kind of how it yeah, works. The Honorable Jerry Springer, remember, former mayor of Cleveland. Um, and uh, if I recall correctly, uh, Jerry had no issues with prostitution. Was it, was it Cleveland or Cincinnati? Yeah, what it, it doesn't matter. It's the same thing. It, uh, town in Ohio. <laughs> so, so, some Ohio town. <laughs> All right, Mike, before we head out, let's give, uh, let's give another shout out to our sponsors. Yep, let's say hey to our good friends at Hitman Industries. That's hitmanindustries.net. You can get rifle and pistol calibers in any length barrel that you desire. Go to hitmanindustries.net. The California Republican Assembly fighting a good fight behind enemy lines. Now you can take part in California's future today. And if you want the awesomest, the bestest, the most greatest field gear, tactical gear, hunting gear you can find, go to uscombatgear.com. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for visiting our sponsors, and, and also thank you for telling them that we're the ones that sent you. Anyway, uh, thank you for tuning in. We very much appreciate every opportunity. Tomorrow is episode 500. 100, That's right. We've done, this is number 499. We've been doing this for a little bit, uh, and we very much enjoy all of your support. So tune in tomorrow. We're going to have a good time. We hope that you'll join us.